Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's uh, time for the podcaster that's saying, uh, hey patrons, what's up? Uh, Happy uh, close to the season, nearly. uh, I hope you're bundled up uh, and uh, snug in bed. Good night. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, hey, good all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, weather, you know, inside, uh, noise, light, whatever it is, I'm here to try to help, uh, to be honest, uh, because I've been there. And the safe place is, I hope you feel welcome, I hope I can earn your trust uh, for you to just uh, take a breath and relax and let your shoulders down, if if you so choose. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I have a, I try to keep a pace and a tone that's lulling and soothing, but I do have creaky, dulcet tones. Uh, a duo go off topic. I use a lot of filler words, mumble mouth, mush mouth, uh, a lot of uhs and ums and, uh, you know, m- mispronunciations. <laughs> You know, I don't really have self, self, how about this? Here's something we should talk about. Self-appreciating humor. Instead of, they say self-deprecating humor. Oh boy, that's a word not to use at de- bedtime. Deprecation or depreciation. How about we get some uh, self, uh, let's take those words back, just like the U2 did with the Beatles, you know, the Beatles to the U2. or who, I don't know who did it first, or the Rolling Stones. They took the words back. We're going to do that. We're going to take the, the, the depreciation and the deprecation out of bedtime. For real, that's really what this podcast is partially here to do. Or at least depreciation, you know, if you're an actuary or something, you know, save it for the morning. Hopefully I can take your mind off of any future depreciations. Uh, the depreciation is a nice sounding word. Deprecation, it's not actually that bad either when you neutralize. I just, oh, I use, that's a new thing for 2018, word neutralizer. I don't know what it is yet. I haven't invented it yet, but it's on my list. Uh, but I think we just neutralized those words. Anyway, so, oh, if you're new, also overuse of the word anyway, but we got that. Check that off your list. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. So here's the thing, if you're new, structure the show. First is six minutes, maybe it's closer to five now. Uh, maybe even four as we do try to refocus the show for 2018 uh, is business. And that's how we keep the show free and ideally all the archives free. And we do that by the, the action of long-term listeners. Uh, so if you're new, don't worry about it. If you're a long-term listener, you know, hey, how how do I help sleep with me stay free? And so that's the first four to six minutes of the show. We got to do that up front since we're a sleep podcast. Uh, then there's an intro, which is about 14 minutes, 12 minutes sometimes, sometimes 16, sometimes 11, where I I talk about stuff and it kind of introduce you to the show, get you, you know, you don't, I don't really go anywhere. Like I just kind of go around like the intro, like, like an anti, you know, like a, what are those called? Uh, slush rooms or whatever. 
like I don't live in a winter environment and I was born before the slush room or whatever it was called, where you take off all your winter clothes and your wet stuff, uh, bush room, actually, it's not a bush room, but I, I know, uh, and one of my brothers has one of those. You come in from the garage and you're in the bush room. Usually there's a, the, that's where the laundry is too. So it might have just been reappropriation. You know, let's let's give this room another name so we can add another 10 Gs onto the price of the house. The house that will one day depreciate, but don't think about that at bedtime. Uh, maybe it won't. Maybe I don't. Okay, let's get off of those topics quickly, please, Scoots. Okay, so where was I? I got mixed up. Oh, so that's the intro. Then tonight we'll do our uh, our serial ongoing serial show uh, uh, that's uh, for the holiday season. Uh, what is it called? Tales of the North? No, as the North Pole turns. It's a soap opera in the North Pole in the 1950s, and it's not a melodrama. It doesn't have. It has. It's a melorama. And so that'll be about 45 minutes. Then there'll be like a five, 10 minutes of, or five minutes of thank yous at the end. So I'll be here about an hour. And if you're new, here's the other things. You don't really need to listen to me. You could just barely listen. And uh, just like barely follow, like don't follow along. Like, you know, that bouncing ball, like on some sing-alongs, uh, you could just kind of watch the bouncing ball and not worry about singing along. Or you say, wow, I've always thought, and this is not a kid joke. Like, I would have been very comforted by that bouncing ball. And I preferred to, you know, I said, well, I don't know if I'll sing along, but I'll watch that bouncing ball because I love it. Like, it, it, it comforts me. So you don't need to listen. You could just, like, I guess you won't be, like, you could kind of, like, keep it keep it in the corner of your ear. Instead of watching me out of the corner of your eye, just be aware of me out the corner of your ear. By the way, your ears have lovely corners. Uh, never seen such uh, fine corners on ears before. Yeah, they must do those things are great for sound catching or whatever the heck they do. So you don't even need to listen to me. Also, uh, you don't, don't need to fall asleep. I'll be here for an hour to keep your company, uh, to keep you company or to keep your company, whatever. I don't know why I said that first one, but it's kind of true. I'll be here to talk, to ramble, to, to, to storytell uh, while you fall asleep at your leisure. This podcast doesn't so much put you to sleep as to take your mind off of stuff while you fall asleep, to be your companion, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar friend. And like I said, if we're like now's the part of the intro where I talk about something and try to explain how it relates to the podcast, and then I get mixed up and then I close out the intro. But I was thinking, like, a lot of times, especially lately, I've been doing this show, whatever, 600 something episodes. And at some point we stumbled onto this 12 minute intro about where, so I've probably done the 12 minute intro, I don't know, 500 something times. I don't know if I've been doing it longer than 500 episodes. And it's kind of like a monologue where I kind of like talk while my internal and try to like interpret my internal monologue. And a lot of times I laugh because, uh, it's like I have blind, like I have blindfold onto my own thoughts until they spill into the, my, you know, the forward version of my consciousness or my mouth. I say, when the heck are you thinking back there? What the heck? Uh, and then I laugh and it's not self-deprecating humor. It's a, I guess it is this, like, I think this is something maybe we could build on. It's like self-appreciating humor. What did I say? Self, uh, 
that doesn't rhyme with deprecating of self-appreciating humor because I really do have gotten to the point a little bit. Now I have a critic who's ironclad and, and not exactly in brain bots, uh, and I have a cacophony of different internal opinions about everything. But when I do the podcast, I can usually keep those at bay because I want to be here to help you because I've been there in the deep dark night. I know how it feels. And in some sense, that's the symbiotic nature of the show. Like I try to calm down my internal critic and my perfectionist and my, all my other things. Uh, so they can be present in this moment to look at my thoughts and say, Whoa, boy. That's interesting. Like, what the heck? Like, where, where'd you come up with that one? But in a little bit neutral way, like, I guess it's like appreciating is a little bit better than like it's on the positive side of a neutral, but, but being in a real, it's a realist way. It says, huh? Like when you pick up a seashell on the beach, and if you're a seashell enthusiast, it's, it's different. But if you're just walking on the beach, you say, hmm, wow. Or you pick up a rock with a nice fossil, you say, oh boy. Like you appreciate the rock, you say, "Wow, man, that's great!" Uh, you know, holy place to see era, like, uh, like, or whatever. You know, like, you, and then you, maybe you keep the rock, maybe you put it back down, maybe you skip it to stone. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but that, I mean, that's even a little bit beyond appreciating. You might be enjoying, not quite ready for that. But I'm, I'm moving from self-deprecation. It to self-appreciation. It, I mean, that's a different hobby. Uh, anyone that's snickering, yes, uh, that's a different hobby. But this is different. Like this is to say, hey, you're doing you're doing the best you can out there. And oh boy, do you, like uh, I guess because I've had to face my own thoughts uh, so often on this podcast in a public way, and hopefully, like a lot of you, I know a lot of you relate. You say, man, my brain does that all the time too. I thought I was the only one, and. A lot of times when I say, no wonder you think you're the only one. That's what's running through your brain. But then when I share it with you, a lot of you say, oh, yeah, I think about that, too. And then I just laugh, a goofy laugh. Not so much that's funny, because, I, but I just, like, I appreciate the surprise. And uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I think I am. And I think that's a way to disarm these brain bots, or these things that keep us awake at night, the actuaries of, of our minds. You know, they want to make a public accounting, want to do pros and cons lists and, and spreadsheet it and, you know, actualize it over, you know, whatever, do a depreciation chart. And you say, well, I'm just trying to decide if I should buy popcorn or not. Uh, I don't need to, like, I, and then I did. And then you said, well, do you eat dollars for popcorn? Well, you say, well, that was earlier. Now I'm trying to go to bed. That was like three days ago. And you're still thinking about this popcorn? No, I'm thinking about that person that was like eight rows behind me talking. See, again, like I, I just want to go to sleep. Uh, so I hope the podcast can kind of be that for you. Uh, like yourself, pre say, well, I'm going to take a deprecation. Uh, like, just like my favorite, I know anybody raised in the 80s on WPIX saw those Lionel Kitty City ads uh, where uh, they turned a frown upside down. Yeah, that was back like uh, back in the day. That that's what Lionel Kitty City did. They turned a frown upside down when your parents spent a bunch of money on toys. Uh, that was the part they left out of the jingle. But I'm here to do that. I guess not turn the. I'm just here to take your frown and mellow it down or something or you know uh, 
I'm picturing myself in a steamroller, but that doesn't rhyme with upside down. Take a frown and pat it down. That's what I'm doing. I'm patting it down. I'm saying, let's take this frown and make it into a safe place. It already has a nice uh, bunch bungeability. Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, instead of deprecating, we'll say, "Hey, frown, you're actually pretty comfortable if you just like uh, ease it in there a little bit." Uh, you're doing a great job as a uh, like I don't even know what you are. are. You are you a font in my brain, a subconscious font? I guess I hope you get the idea. If you're new, like, and you're skeptical, I totally get that. If you if you just came here, if you don't like me already. It depends on how strongly, like give it a few tries. Almost, uh, I'd say we've got like whatever, a couple thousand reviews on iTunes. Almost all of them say it took me a few tries. So give it a few tries because all I want to do is help you fall asleep. Uh, take your mind off stuff. And, uh, you know, if not, there's like LibriVox books. I like the international storytellers, uh, fairy tale editions uh, myself. And you can't really go wrong with, uh, like, uh, Harry Potter audiobooks. You just got to choose your narrator. That's the toughest decision there. It's not that tough. So, you know, give the show a few tries, or uh, I hope it can help, because I've been there. I've been there tossing and turning. I know what it's like. Uh, that's why I want to help. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time, and I really hope in your and they can help you fall asleep. Thanks. All right, so we're back with another episode of uh, As the North Pole Turns. Uh, but I did want to mention Lauren had some good, uh, good, the cold and the beautiful, the sleighs of our lives, and the young and the festive, uh, uh, which are great titles, too. And uh, so let's see, where do we leave off last? Well, we're at the North Pole. I know that much. I do know that uh, it, when we started the last episode, it was game night, and uh, at the... Uh, Either the Jingle or the Jangle household. They, they like Ginny, Ginny Jingle or Ginny Jangle. Maybe it's Ginny Jangle, Jingle, Jingle Jangle. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's a hyphenated last name. Ginny, Jingle Jangle or Jangle Jingle. And she had over her friends Rolfine and Fiona uh, for game night. And they played some, they were playing a game and Blitzen came home a little bu- buzzed, heavily buzzed. Yeah, right at the edge of it. Then a storm came. Oh, also, uh, Reverend Molding had had a bad dream. And then Reverend Molding's sheep had got away. But then Reverend Molding found his sheep and, and had sought, sought, sought solace uh, at Ginny Jingle Jangle's house, or Jangle Jingle's house, um, from the storm with his sheep, uh, and then the group realized that something was amiss because a lot of the storm was made up uh, from shredded plastic. And also maybe the storm was part of this North Pole. I don't know if they had a chance to do this exposition. That's a good thing about this uh, beginning part, uh, especially in a sleep podcast. Is, uh, so the, there's this North Pole defense system. I think stage one is just a heavy storm. And that way... Uh, you can't see anything because, uh, you know, so like this was 1950s. I think they even had spy satellites back then or the U-2. And uh, so they could cover it up. Uh, so you can't find the North Pole on Google Maps, maybe. I mean, you can find the North Pole. You know what I'm saying. Uh, then they realized that the uh, underground uh, 
or the rev like uh resistance i can't remember what they're called but they, they had a uh, like they were up to something as far as like the shredded plastics uh oh also just in case you're totally new you really don't need to listen to the other two episodes I give, i'll give you everything right now okay so we're, it's a north pole in the 1950s uh this is a soap opera but it's more of a mellow rama than a mellow drama which means lots of talking while events unfold in the background about you know mild personal uh life uh in the North Pole in the 1950s, uh, right, the main like uh, thing is that the North Pole is getting ready to transition to its main uh, natural, like not natural resource, obviously, but its main pro- uh, production. I don't know. The main thing they make toys out of is going to go to plastics from wood and metal uh, because of market of, you know, just because of, uh, I don't know, that's, I guess, one of the reasons that, uh, people, there's a resistance because they say, you don't know about this change. Wooden plastic's pretty good for toys, uh, since when, or wooden metal. So I think that's about it. Oh, so the characters are Reverend Molding. He represents the plastics industry in some manner, like a consultant at the North Pole. Uh, Ginny, Jingle Jangle or Jangle Jingle, she's the lead of the Alpha uh, Unions, I believe. Uh, Fiona Fireside is a reporter for Elf One News, and her partner is Rolfine. We didn't talk about it in the last episode, but I believe Rolfine is, uh, is like a, like a, she's part elf and part of maybe snow person. Uh, but I'm not sure on that. Uh, cause it, it ended up not being essential to the plot, <laughs> the plotting plot. Uh, uh, but she is a lead reindeer trainer or in charge of reindeer training. Then you have Blitzen. Blitzen has been through something. We're not sure. It was something mildly, you know, mild life event, uh, and moved in with Ginny Jangle, Jing, Jing, Ginny Jing, Jingle Jangle, uh, to kind of, you know, kind of like a rehab recovery thing. Uh, Blitzen and Donner are particularly close because they're like, uh, like Donner, you know, Common and Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. Uh, so Donner appears in the episodes, uh, but Donner's kind of a tertiary. I'm not trying to throw Donner anything, but, you know, Donner's kind of a tertiary character. So I don't really know too many deets about Donner. Donner cares about Blitzen, um, but maybe could be more sensitive to Blitzen's needs if you if you're asking me. But I'm, I guess maybe I'm closer to Blitzen, so that's where I'm coming from. Also, I don't know if Jenny Jangle's husband appeared in the first episode, or but there's been talk of him being with the Resistance or the leader of the Resistance, uh, which is an interesting wrinkle. And so when we last left off, everyone was at Jenny Jangle Jingle Jingle Jangle's house uh, uh, dealing. Oh, no, they went to bed because they said, holy cow, we're going to have to deal with this in the morning. Uh, a revolution at the North Pole. I don't know if it's a revolution, more of a chaotic disruption. And, uh, you know, snowing plastic and a, a storm, regular storm supplemented by shredded plastics. Uh and we think communication and power has been cut off too. So that's where we we open our new. We're going to jump ahead though. So I'll just prepare you for that. Uh, we're going to jump ahead. Like you'll be able to fill in the details. But basically, we're going to be going to planning. They're going to be in a planning meeting. 
And Ginny Jangles, like, of course, the lead on that, uh, planning how they're going to deal with uh, uh, what they've found out is going on, uh, which all that should unfold. It should be able to do a little backwards exposition with this uh, planning meeting. And I'll turn it over to uh, Jack Frost, uh, who does this place, sets the table for us with these episodes in a faux, not a narrator or conscience, but something in between. Uh, Ginny Jangle Jingle, uh, leader of the Elf Trade Unions. But can you lead Ginny as you go uh, with your friends? Uh, can you lead when you don't know where you're going and you're doubtful you even know what to do, Ginny? Uh, because seems like the North Pole needs a leader right now, but a leader that's... Uh, Maybe a little more clued in than you. Is that what you're thinking, Ginny Jangle? This is Jack Frost and nipping at your ear. Okay, okay, Fiona, go back over. What do we know now? Okay, here's what I've been able to get from my sources on the phone and from the reports at the station and the paper. Uh, the resistance has joined with some, uh, some, some, they're supplemented by something. And they took out that first plastic warehouse, which Reverend Molding has told us is just a backup uh, uh, for full production for next year. And they're headed to all the completed toys because this is their last uh, full season of metal and plastic toys. And it seems like they're setting out to, to, to get rid of all those toys. And I don't quite understand it, like uh, uh, what we know. Uh, but we know that they've launched the wooden soldier brigades. And but those, you know, those wooden soldiers move slow. But then terribly, the two main pieces, which has always been rumored about uh, the North Pole Defense Force, is a giant, uh, the giant wooden, like, uh, I don't know if you remember as a kid, because even though they were the North, these were always decorations as well. With the giant snow person statue, uh, with arms and things is actually like can roll on that. It's made from wood, and it is wreaking havoc in the in, in it's disrupted most of the assembly plants, and it is headed to to to, to, to deal with uh, and everything's in cast. So no one even these are the main things we would use to stop these things. Uh, but it's headed towards the metal toys. And then there's a giant metal, uh, I think, you, Rolfine, you said it was aluminum or some, like, I don't know. It's some sort of metal. Uh, remember they said, uh, oh, in the future we'll have Christmas robots. So it's present by 2000. And it looks like stacks of presents, but also a robot uh, from the movies and those motion pictures. And it is... Uh, it has a giant spring in its back, but I think Rolfine said that now it's a, did you say it's diesel powered now? Uh, but uh, whatever. So uh, that's headed for the wooden toys, uh, completed toys, ready to go uh, for Christmas Eve. And I just can't believe that it's in, in, in like uh, that, that that's what's happening. So that's what we have, Jenny. What do you think? Okay. Well, we went through that. Thank you for going through that again, Fiona. And here's what we have planned. We're going to deal with this, and it's going to be fine. We have plenty of time for the wooden soldiers, and we've charted out the wooden soldiers' path, and we expect that, uh, them to head to the plastics facility. 
Uh, I don't know why the res- I guess it's not time to ask reason why because uh, I don't know why the uh, they're doing this. Uh, they're going to d- disrupt all of uh, the holiday season. Uh, but here's what our plan is: uh, we're going to split up into groups, and we're going to uh, uh, we're going to get this done. And we I think we have developed a pretty good plan. So we're going to try to deal with uh, the the metal. The, don't worry, I know the ins and outs of the metal. Uh, uh, present by 2000. So that's going to be taken care of easily. Uh, so you two are going to go deal with that. Uh, then the four of us are going to, to go uh, deal with the wooden robot. I mean, the wooden, whatever, defense uh, snow person. Uh, because it's going to be a little bit t- 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 tough because just because of the density of the wood we used on that. Uh, and the fact that that one is also, we, we were working on upgrading it. Uh, so it's uh, like it has uh, some. I don't know. We'll deal with it. I have. I have. We have our plans. Everyone knows the roles and their team member. We're buddying up here, buddy, buddy. So let's uh, let's get split up and let's head out. And uh, Reverend Molding, I think we're gonna we're gonna bring your sheep. Uh, well, we'll come back to the house and get the sheep because we're gonna use the sheep uh, uh, for the final stage. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, uh, get this dealt with and then, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's break and break. They did Donner and you headed off to help. Uh, now Donner, did you ever think you would see the North pole in such chaos like this? Uh, not that it's a surprise with, uh, the chaos that goes inside of all your relationships, uh, Donner. And your need for order, uh, it's strange, Donner, that your need for order causes such chaos. Uh, and the harder you've tried uh, to make everyone fit into the reins, as they say, for you and for poor Blitzen, the harder you've tried to squeeze everyone into those round pegs, uh, the heart. Oh, did Jenny say? Actually, Jenny's talking to you, Donner. You better listen, Donner. I said, "Hand, can you hand me that blanket?" Thanks, Donner. Well, you looked like you were a thousand miles away there. You got a lot on your mind. Uh, no. Well, oh, what was I saying? Well, these blankets. We're gonna put these blankets over them and see. I'm just gonna staple it in here. These blankets will hold the uh, hold better. Because uh, uh, these are. Uh, these are the kind of blankets we use for the uh, the, the smoke brigade. So, anyway, Donner, while I'm putting these on, and you keep handing me blankets, uh, we, uh, we 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 were noticing that Blitzen came home pretty. Bl- Blitzen was blitzed last night a little bit, Donner, but a happy, according to Blitzen, oh so happy a buzz, uh, and I mean I don't know. I was thinking about it. Uh, and I know probably now is a nice time because it, it, all of uh, Blitzen's happy actions made me feel a little down and a little sad. Uh, and I know it's really not my business, uh, Donner, uh, to get involved in your business. Uh, but I'm your friend, and I'm Blitzen's friend. And, I mean, I guess I learned this the hard way. You're talking to someone on the outs. Uh, you can't make Blitzen be happy, uh, Donner. You can't, uh, uh, even Blitzen can't make Blitzen happy. 
And maybe it's not about being happy. You know, it's about uh, finding finding it's like what's going on here, and uh, but maybe I don't know. I was just thinking, like, uh, even though it's not about being happy, what would make Blitzen like what puts a smile on Blitzen's face? Or okay, hand me hand me a couple more. We got to get these done. We're we're doing good. You know, then we're gonna we'll pack it in here and we'll be ready to go. Um, like, you know what I mean? Is there any time you remember the lights uh, really coming on and Blitzen's eyes? Because it's been a long time. I don't know, Jenny. Well, when was the last time you talked about uh, uh, something and you felt like Blitzen was almost a Christmas tree? You know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead and relax. I'm doing I'm doing the work here. You're just handing it off. Uh, well, Jenny, was, there was this time... Oh, I almost forgot about it because it didn't seem like that big a deal. But we were on an overnight with uh, the Colossus. Uh, we were out there. We were doing undercovers at these uh, fake North Poles. Uh, we were filling in on the, like second and third shifts. Uh, and we were fake reindeer. And, you know, Santa was uh, uh, Santa Claus with a great beard and everything. And. You, oh, you even came with your own Mrs. Claus, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Santa likes to check in on those operations. And this one was a little bit interesting because it was in a cold area, too. And they had this big log cabin uh, main lodge called the Coffee House. And everyone in there, you could go in there and you could have coffee. You could sit by the fire. And in this particular time, you could tell Santa what you were looking for for Christmas. We even had the reindeer inside. And while this was going on, they had a little stage and everything. And people were playing those acoustic guitars. I don't know if they were, some people said these were beatniks, Jenny, but I don't know what that means. Uh, and they were just doing carols. And some of them were a little bit more political carols, uh, Oh, yeah, I remember your husband was there. Uh, but a lot of it, it was just a spirit. There was a spirit there, and Blitzen was enthralled uh, with the whole thing. The wood, the guitars, uh, the environment. Uh, I just remember uh, his eyes uh, looking around the room. And, yeah, he was smiling, and he said, what is it, uh, he said, this place is great. Uh, and every once in a while after that, I would wake up and I would look over. And he would have that same look on his face. Uh, and I said, what are you, what are you thinking about? Uh, and first he'd say, you. But then he'd say, the coffee house. Uh, and the first time I said, what coffee house? And he said, the one at the North North Pole, uh, Silly Goose. And I think he really liked that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway, Jenny, I'm sorry, but but I, I don't know what that has to do. Is it not like, uh, I mean, we have coffee here at the North Bowl. Okay, yeah, yeah, Donner, That's thanks for sharing that with me. That's powerful. I'm almost finished here. And I'm just thinking and wondering uh, how things are going with Blitzen and Reverend Molding uh, right now. Jack Frost here, Blitzen. Uh, Blitzen, oh, Blitzen, who is this Reverend Molding? And 
Why do his sheep follow him with such long eyes, Blitzen? What is he up to? What is a consult? Why, uh, why these plastics and why the sheep? Uh, none of it makes much sense, does it, Blitzen? Even more confusing uh, than before. Uh, well, Blitzen, these uh, steam plows are amazing devices. Uh, Really going to pick up the uh, plastic in no time. I can't believe that outside the North Pole they don't have. Now, you see, these are going to transition. The engines are going to change. Uh, but it's a steam powered uh, plow with hot steam in the plow. Like, why wouldn't they put all the boilers of the plows uh, in there and it sprays a little bit out the bottom uh, to relieve the pressure? Uh, but the plow is so hot, it's just melting all the snow. We're just picking all the plastic right up. But I just don't understand uh, uh, how, why this would work, why this wouldn't work anywhere else, Blitzen. Yeah, it's a, it's a steam plow, uh, Reverend Molding. Works with boiling water. No, no, Blitzen, I'm, I'm saying, why didn't it, why doesn't, uh, why haven't any of the other pl uh, plow companies uh, uh, just put a steam boiler uh, run their plows on steam, and uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, well, because it, what it does is it boils the water in the back, uh, but the water pressure builds up in the plow. Uh, the plow is airtight except for the steam holes at the bottom, you said, right, for the pressure and to melt the snow. Now, if it gets really cold, uh, you know, they, they'll occasionally clog up, but not really because it's so hot. And then we can relieve the steam in the back. That's why I'm, that's my job. You're driving, and I'm making sure the steam doesn't build up too much and that we can, I can let off the steam by pulling this lever out the back, uh, like the steam hole in the back. It's just like a train, almost uh, rubber molding, but, uh, you know, with the boiler in the front to melt the snow. Couldn't do that with plastic, I guess, huh? Oh, we could, could not, maybe not. I don't know, but and uh, but it looks like we're gonna have. Uh, we got a. It looks like we need more plastic. So let's just keep driving here. We got a little bit of time for a chat. Uh, it's great to spend some time with you, Blitzen. One of Santa's reindeer, one of the legends. Uh, it really is an honor to be trying to help you uh, deal with whatever's happening. A giant wooden snowman. I never thought I'd be dealing with that. It was a snow person, actually, uh, because it, it's just a statue. It was just a, a statue that would move for, for the kids. Uh, okay, Blitzen, that's terrific. Uh, Blitzen, how, like, uh, despite what's happening now, how have you been feeling about your future? You know, I'm, I was Reverend Molding. I look to the future and, uh, you know, I'm always thinking about the future. You know, that's why I'm here, is I believe plastics are the future. Uh, for not just me for, or the North Pole, but for the whole world. And uh, how's your future looking, uh, you know, up until today or yesterday? But listen, because I notice you, uh, you're a little frowny. You know, Reverend Molding, my future is not feeling so great. Uh, uh, but shouldn't we just, like, keep collecting the plastic and not talk, uh... I need to focus on this. I can't let this steam build up too much. Uh, you know, I have to let off some steam. Oh, Blitzen, you're talking almost like you're talking in riddles. Uh, oh, Blitzen, tell me. Come on. I'm here. I'm uh, 
because I'm a reverend, it means you could talk to me. Uh, and I see it on your face. Uh, you're wanting something else, uh, Blitzen, uh, something different. Uh, just go ahead and tell me what, what it is you want, if you're comfortable, or what, what do you wish, uh, where do you wish you were right now? You know, feel the motion of this plow, the chugging, the you know, whatever these tracks are called. Uh, as we go here, we're on it, uh, on this nice uh, uh, thing. Where are you, Blitzen, if you're comfortable? Where am I? You know, Reverend Molding, where I am, I'm standing. Uh, I got a mop in one hand and a mug in the other. And I'm just taking a sip of uh, my latest uh, cocoa invention, uh, Cran Cocoa, maybe. I don't know. That one I haven't tested out yet. And uh, and then I'm getting ready to mop uh, the floor. Uh, and it feels good. Uh, that's that's where I am. A wood-paneled floor with oil soap. <laughs> oh, reindeer from Santa's reindeer blitzen. Uh, uh, to clean up, crew. Hey, that's where you are. Uh, maybe you're just comforting yourself by picturing something so different from our current circumstances. Or are you more of a bl- 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 like a business person, Blitzen Janitorial? From Slanis, uh, Santa Sleigh uh, to, cle- to take your cleaning blues away or something like that, Blitzen. Uh, uh, is that what you're getting at? No, no, not a... Uh, well, yes and no, uh, Reverend Molding. Uh, uh, not a janitorial service, but a coffee house, uh, a cocoa house, a house of cocoa with uh, wood, kind of like a log cabin where you go and you drink cocoa or coffee or tea and people can perform uh, and play music and and uh, do poetry they call it like uh like uh where people can snap and and get down to the beat uh, maybe even some jazz music uh on friday nights well that sounds like a little bit like a rev- revolution uh what, what uh well no it's uh it's like a place of my own blitzen's uh blitzen's house of coco or coco house uh it's a place where other people can get on stage and I can be behind the cocoa bar or cleaning or shining or polishing. Uh, I don't know. Just It's just, you're right, uh, Reverend Molding. It's just a dream I had. You asked me what I was, where I'd want to be, and that's where I'd want to be. Uh, just feeling the weight of that mop handle in my hand. Well, 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 I guess it's the future you've envisioned. That's great. Uh, yeah, speaking of the future, Reverend Molding, uh, is this plastic really the, what you make it out to be? I mean, we're getting a lot of it here. Uh, I think we should start pushing it towards where uh, Gin- Ginny and Donner are. Uh, can it really be? Is uh, uh, like have all the benefits of wood and metal? And I realize they can't have all of all of them, but uh, you see just the benefits and. Not all the downsides, but, uh, and I don't understand how you say it's, uh, 
a fixture of limited resources, doesn't it come from oil or something like that? Uh, or, or what? Uh, well, Blitzen, it is. It's, uh, it, it is in plastics, an amazing thing. That's the warehouse Gin, Ginny and uh, Don are in, right? Uh, you just watch as we uh, come in here. We're going to take this plastic, uh, which has been shredded, uh, and I don't have time to explain everything, but we're going to heat it up, uh, and we're going to put it in those uh, giant snow snow pulps, uh, snow pulps that uh, Ginny designed uh, that they over-engineered uh, uh, for snowball competitions, and then they said, well, maybe we could use these to defend the North Pole, and they said, well, snow catapults, uh, it's a good thing. You still use them uh, for, for, well, yeah, we used them for the elves wanted to, uh, we figured out a safe way to use them for the the elves wanted to put on these Olympics. But yeah, anyway, uh, I'm sorry, Reverend Molding. Well, I'm just saying, so we're going to heat up these uh, and then we're going to light them like, uh, like a beautiful candle. And then we'll launch these giant uh, plastic snowballs in some sense at the, uh, the wooden snow person, and they'll stick, uh, but they'll keep the ca- the candle going, and we won't have. Uh, oh, there's a the, uh, giant. That is a giant uh, wooden. I'm glad they painted it uh, the color of snow. It's really shaking the earth. Uh, let's get in here. Hey, Jenny. Uh, hey, Donner. It's me and Blitzen. Well, it looks like we should enact our plan, huh, Jenny? Yeah, we could just. We'll just. Uh, I have all these pots here, so we'll put all the plastic, start putting it in these giant pots, uh, and they're all on burners, and then we'll melt the plastic and dump them into the cat snow pulps, and then we'll, uh, we're going to be all set. It's going to be great. I just hope things are going well elsewhere. Uh, Rolfine and Fiona, uh, together at last, uh, working uh, together. Uh, to try to uh, help the North Pole. Uh, but can your differences be helped? Uh, can, can what's uh, left unspoken between the two of you find words? And is now the right time? Or is it not? Will the words uh, push you further apart or will they bring you closer together? Uh what is it, Rolfine and Fiona? Uh, okay, Fiona. The, so the salt water intake is right, right where Jenny said it. Uh, so we're going to run it right into. Uh, this is just like uh, I remember to the uh, when people feed their lawns. Remember we were reading those articles about uh, uh, green grass and uh, how the American suburbs are blooming with this unnatural green grass and they use all the fertilizer. So it's going to run, the salt water is going to run into the corrosives tank. And that's the tank they use uh, uh, to test on all the metal to make sure that the paint uh, is uh, is on there. Because otherwise it will corrode with the metal right away. Uh, but when we spray it with the salt water, uh, that'll chip the paint enough that the corrosive can get in there. Additionally enhanced by the salt water. And uh, so you, do you have that screwed in there, Fiona? Yes, I do. It's uh, it's screwed right in, and it's looking good. Okay, so, uh, and then we just plug this other hole in, into uh, 
into the the uh, ladder truck here, right? And then all we got to do is just spray the bot uh, with the the hose. Uh, the only question is, uh, how do we get the? Uh, uh, I mean, how do we get the bot over here? I think we've got it under control. I just got to think for a minute, and I just have so much uh, like everything with Blitzen and Donner and now Ginny. I don't know. It's just got me. It's, it's, I've just been thinking about it so much. Well, yeah, it's, it's been quite a night, uh, Fiona. I'm sorry. And I know I've been really consumed with uh, stuff at work and everything with Blitzen. I mean, uh, on a professional and personal level, it's not been easy. And all this, I think it's all this change up here. Maybe it's got us trying to not think about change. Is there any... And I know I've been saying no to a lot of stuff. Uh, is there anything that I could say yes to that you think I'll say no to? Uh, maybe that'll get things to, uh, you know what I mean? Is there anything you've been meaning to ask me or you've been thinking about, uh, like with all this change? Uh, I don't know if you want to do it. Do I, am, I, am I making any sense at all? Oh, Rolfine, you're making more than sense. You're making music to my ears. And, yeah, I do have something I've been meaning to ask you. And I was positive you would say no. And it's something simple. And it, I, it was it's silly that I didn't just ask. Uh, and then I kept not thinking about it uh, or trying to. And you know what happens when you do that? It seems even more and more appealing and then I started to think about it and research it more and then say, no, Rolfine's too busy. Rolfine's uh, not into it, wouldn't be into it. Um, well, go ahead and just ask me, Fiona. It's okay. And it's okay if I, maybe I'll say yes. Uh, but can you trust me to say yes or to say no? Oh, yeah, I guess I can. I don't know. You know, I'd, what I'd like to do is uh, go square dancing and not just go square dancing, but take it. There's a, uh, when we were in uh, Cheyenne, they have a competitive uh, square dancing. And I thought, like, I know you don't like it, uh, but I thought maybe the competitive part would get you. And they also have... Uh, because then I was like, oh, maybe we could also do that. We're, like, I thought you might like the calling of it, too, even though. Because you do that silly voice when we're in Wyoming. You call it Wyom. Wyoman. Right? Remember that, uh, Rolfine? Like, would you want to take square dancing lessons with me? Fiona, I would. I would love that. Uh, and I love that idea. To be honest, I've been really feeling stagnant, too, and. I've been afraid to ask you because I've been wanting to do something competitive. Uh, and I'm started to feel like, uh, even with the, uh, I don't know, uh, I've wanted to get into something that I could focus on. And, and I don't know, I've really missed the compet. I think that would be fun. It might be hard at first and I might get grouchy. Uh, but I think, oh, wait, I forgot. Um, I also, I just, I, 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 yes, to the square dancing. But also, I just thought of an idea. What if you call in, I think, remember we were talking about that, uh, like one of the managers at the station is probably with the resistance. Uh, what if you call in a report uh, 
is that there's a hidden, uh, where, where we are right. Oh, that's what I'll do. I'll do that. Uh, and then as soon as you call in that report, the, the um, the present by 2000 will come and we'll just hose it down. And then, uh, then, then they'll rust and be locked up. Like, just like Jenny said, and then all our problems will be like, then, then we'll have to go meet them uh, to cut off the wooden soldiers. Well, yeah, I, I like that plan, uh, and I love you. I love you, too. Okay, l- l- I'm going to call the station and tell them that uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be reporting live from this. Uh, I, I guess I can only do a phone report uh, where we found a hidden backup cache of uh, wooden and metal presents below this warehouse. Well, that's brilliant, my uh, uh, square dancing partner. Thanks, uh you're my country time lemonade. Well now, Jenny, Jack Frost here. And it seems like your plan is going as planned pretty darn well. You've gotten the uh, snow person wooden uh, defense bots or whatever it's called uh, rolling around. Who would have thought uh, that it was something would roll around in its own sphere? That would be an effective way to cross through snow or sand uh, quickly. Maybe one day it'll be made of something other than wood. Oh, but oh, those plastic snowballs. Uh, uh, they, uh, they, t- they took care of uh, that uh, snow person won't be, uh, you know, messing up any toys in the near future. And Rolfine and Fiona really hosed it down present bot 2000. And present bot 2000 is not going anywhere anytime ever. Uh, the combination of the salt water and the corrosives uh, shut that bot down. And that present won't be regifted, Ginny. Don't mind me uh, joking. But it looks like that was all a trick because the wooden soldiers, uh, they seem to have been upgraded with ice skates and skis and uh, whatever those things are, mushing shoes. uh, And they've already gotten to all the wooden toys and all the metal toys. And now it uh, doesn't look great. Uh, It looks like uh, they're headed... uh, uh, where would they be headed next? Uh, you've tried to guess. Would it be the plastic toys? Uh, or would it be uh, uh, the Colossus house? Uh, nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows why we haven't seen Santa or heard from Santa or Mrs. Claus. Uh, but something uh, needs to be done. But Reverend Molding has an idea. There's something about Reverend Molding, uh, Jenny, isn't there? Okay, Jenny. So, uh, just like the uh, the the snow pulps, uh I think we could put these uh, uh, these things on my sheep, and we'll we'll make them because these were for. Uh, remember, originally these were for uh, like uh, like horses, uh, play horses, to make them for the. Uh, the GI Bills, uh, 
to make the horses, and they have little launchers and stuff. And I think we can fit them. We just have to. Uh, we 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 can. Uh, I'm already molding some. Uh, Reverend Molding is molding. Uh, I've injected some plastics here, and the sheep are ready to go. And these sheep really listen to me. So what we can do, even if uh, they're just wooden soldiers, right? So if they see sheep that look like they're uh, weaponized to sheep, I guess, uh, we could just uh, cut them off. And the only thing is we don't know where they're going. Uh, uh, like, uh, oh, there's, here comes Fiona. Maybe she knows. Uh, Reverend Molding Jenny, I, I, I think they are headed uh, to the Colossus house. That's the best guess we can get. Um, but Rolfine went out with uh, Blitzen and Donner, and she's going to be back any minute. Uh, but that's everything at the stage. Oh, here, they're, they're, they're flying back in. Hey, everybody, it's me, Rolfine. Yeah, so it looks like uh, the, the Colossus house, uh, I don't think they're there. I don't know where Santa and Mrs. Colossus have gone. And. Uh, I only came back because, uh, I promised, uh, uh, Fiona I would, but I think they're headed to the reindeer. They're going to try to get rid of all the sleighs and, and, uh, that's the only place they could go. So we have to get moving. Uh, do, do you almost have the sheep ready? We do. Uh, we, we will have the sheep ready and we can get walking. We could still move faster even with them on, uh, uh, I can make up a plastic sleigh. I have an assemble-your-own-plastic sleigh for uh, photographers, and uh, it should be light enough for two reindeer uh, so we could fly. And my sheep, uh, believe it or not, are very quick, uh, so they could walk. Uh, if we could only delay uh, the uh, the uh, wooden soldiers' uh, uh, time enough uh, to, to get the sheep there on time. Uh, then I have a feeling the uh, sheep will save the day. Uh, so if we all get in this, see, so you just put tab A into tab to tab B there. Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll get going, and we can uh, we can cut off the uh, wooden soldiers. And in uh, the, also there was was there any tin soldiers? I'm surprised. But anyway, let's get moving. Yes, let's get moving, Reverend Molding. Uh, get ready for your journey. It'll take you a little while to assemble that sleigh and prepare it, uh, but we'll see how your plan works out soon. And if Christmas can be saved, uh, good night.